When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. I'm your co-host. Coach Mabels, a.k.a. Jay Mabes, here as always with the bro, Kings. Kings, what's going on with you, my boy? Man, just We doing solid this week, just solid. Solid, just solid? Just solid. All right, this week we got a special guest. Um, Anthony Duckett covers the Houston Rockets as a contributor for the Apollo uh, Media in Houston. Uh, Anthony, what's going on with you, my man? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate it. How about y'all? It's good, man. It was good. We always like to have, you yep. know, because it's hard, like, talking about the whole league. We'd like to tap in with, like, local media who give us gives us more of a, you know, a dial on what's going on with, with teams than we, we may see because I know we were having you on, so I watched a few Rockets games this week, but I'm not, you know, all the way locked in like you have been. Yeah. So I'm interested to uh, have this discussion. Uh, I mean, I'm excited, man. It's gonna probably be. I'm probably add to my resume, man. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> this hey, is no, a lifelong achievement. Hey, you're the second guy who said that, man. We must be. We must be doing it right, King. He's the second guy in a row who said that. <laughs> but um, before we get to your Rockets, man, let's talk about the uh, a former Rocket. Don't mean to bring up any hard hard feelings. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden. Harden um, magically has shed the shed the fat suit since his time. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> if Philly has begun two great games, Philly's two and zero, cruised to two wins so far. Um, Harden nearly a triple double in both games, averaging somewhere around twenty seven and twelve, shooting it well, moving well, looking spry. Him and Embiid already BFF. You can look at the post game interviews. Um, just we'll start with you, uh, Anthony. The guest man, well, uh, as a former Harden uh, supporter, or you still support him, might have been a guy who had to cover Harden for some years. Um, what, what are you seeing in uh, Philly right now so far these first couple games? Well, first off, man, the guy is the best when it comes to telling his employer what he wants. I've never been able to, you know, accomplish that where I tell the employer, <laughs> I want to change departments, I want to raise, I want this much money only. You know, I need to take some notes because he's great when it comes to that. But but, but now, I mean, he has actually been a really good fit with, uh, with MB. I had questions about how that would work out because – Embiid's not a rim runner. You know, Harden, at least with Capella, was really good with, you know, guys who could were lob threats. Right. And that really isn't Embiid. But, I, you know, I mean, what we've seen so far, especially today, that pick and pop is disgusting. I mean, you really Man. can't stop that. <laughs> you know, when it, when it comes to that pick and pop, you really – there's no way to stop that. Also, I think that, you know, Tyrese Maxey has actually been elevated Man, with, yes. with having Harden, you know. Um, now they need a little bit more on Tobias Harris. I, I'm not sure if he really kind of understands, you know, his role with hard and narrow or if there's things that he has to still figure out, but, and they also lost a lot of their depth. I think not having Curry's going to hurt them. You know, Seth Curry is a 40% three point shooter. 
Um, but nonetheless, I mean, they had Harden, you know, playing a point role, which they really didn't have a pure point. Well, Ben Simmons was a point forward, kind of their point guard. Um, obviously, they didn't have anything out of him this season. Um, but, you know, them having Harden playing that point role, you know, I think it opens up a lot for Tyrese Maxey. Um, it is incredible how Harden can go can score four points against Sacramento and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> 29 and 16 <laughs> once he gets traded. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean the, the trade obviously helped them out a lot. Um, if his hamstring, he has some still has some hamstring issues earlier this season. If if the hamstring injury or woes are no longer a thing, I mean him and Embiid is tough. That's tough. Yeah, yeah I think, and that was before I ended you because I think just on your point, you know, um, Embiid's not a live threat, but his roll numbers have always been great, and he's got him in part. That pick and roll is just is you saw it. The first yeah. couple of games is just deadly. You got you you can't switch it because Embiid is a top tier post player and Harden's great in ISO. So you either fighting over it where Harden's a great passer, finding shooters on the weak side, or they just dice you up in a two man game. So that, I thought that was a you know a, a great point you made as far as the the pick and roll partner. Um, Kings, go ahead. What do you think, man? I know you called for this trade a year ago. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I like the it's it's the really what I think takes it to the next level because, you know, Embiid, he's, he's very nimble on his feet, very athletic, even though he's not, at, you know, above the rim type of big who's going to catch lobs and stuff. He's going to be able to catch dump, dump offs and catch uh, yeah. passes in traffic and be able to finish in traffic. And that's just as good as a, in fact, even better than a lob step because you're not playing for the easy dunk. You're giving it to a guy who can catch the ball and finish over guys. So he's, he doesn't need a perfect look to get, you know, the two points. And then you have the ability, his shooting abilities has just gotten better every year. I mean, he plays how, like, you know, AD would envision himself to play, like, basically. You know, he really can shoot the three. He really can sh- can shoot off the dribbles a big, and he's comfortable catching and shooting. I mean, I saw so many pick-and-pop plays where he was Man. just in that, in that tween area just – you know, jab him, you know, get, he catches the ball, doesn't panic, jab, creates a space, shoot, raises up, shoot, and it's easy every time. Like, him, like he said, he's never been that open in his whole career. In the he, he hasn't. He hasn't. He, hasn't. he, hasn't. he, hasn't. <laughs> he just is just so yeah. easy for him with Harden. And like, because like you said, they can't switch it. Yeah. They can't switch it because you're if you switch it, you're cooked. And B is, is winning every time. <laughs> And it's like now you putting your bigs and your guards in no man's land against one of the best passes we have in the NBA. I mean, Harden for all his faults, for all his you know critiques, it's he's always been underrated as a passer. I think many people have attributed his passing ability to his just his uh, usage, but he's really been a pick and roll maestro, as, as I like to call him for for years now. So he's thriving. I think, like you said, for Philly, I think he's really going to come down to Tobias. I think uh, I think John Rivers said that too uh, on Twitter. He really will come back to Tobias because they lost. A, you know, because they did get better because they, you know, even though they lost Seth Curry, they don't have a shooter. They got James Harden for Seth Curry and Ben Simmons effectively. Uh, I don't think the drumming uh, miss will be as bad as long as Embiid is healthy because you're going to play Embiid most of the minutes anyway. But um, it's, you, you, you still want another shooter. Um, some people are saying, like, you probably should have pushed for Patty Mills. Like, I don't know, maybe throw in a second so they could have gave you Patty back. Um, or maybe you can find somebody who's just a three-point guy on the in the buyout. Because we know that Danny Green experience, baby. Yeah, you know that that's <laughs> not who you want to rely on. So just finding someone in the buyout market, uh, maybe Gary Harris, maybe Terrence Ross, somebody like that that can come in and, and uh, fill that void for you. 
So I think if they get somebody like that, that'd be great. But that, I mean, all the talk about uh, Maxi wasn't going to be improved. I, I didn't buy that. I don't, I think Harden's at the stage of his career. He's not trying to carry the scoring load. He's trying to play. He's trying to use his passing more. And that's the one thing I noticed in Brooklyn. He's trying to use his passing a lot more in this stage of his career. So he's, he's happy to play in Brooklyn because, I mean, in Philly, because he knows when it gets tough and it's hard for him to create separation and, and, and outside, it's like, oh, I could just dump it down to this yep. you know, seven-foot all-timer and let him go to work instead. Yeah. I think it was just a, a savvy move. You can talk what you want about the morals behind it or the code, quote-unquote, but I think he just looked at, you know, KD's in and out the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. He was like, I got to bust a move. Or I might, it's a chance I could be playing playoff games by myself. Just before they found out they were going to lift the, lift the mandates, of course, right? Right. So that's probably in the back of his head. Like, I'm not trying to be out here in my age 32 season, you know, doing the carrying thing again. But, you know, I think it's, it's going to be the rare trade, I think, that works out both for both teams. teams. Both teams looking yeah. for what they looking for what they uh, got something that they were looking for. So yeah. it is what it is. We'll see how it's only been a couple games, but it's, it's promising. Um, Real quick, answer for both of you guys. Do you think, based on what you're seeing the first two games, are they in that upper echelon that uh, Milwaukee, Miami, um, you know, Chicago, I think we're me and Kings are both still waiting to see a little bit more of Chicago when they get healthy. But do you think they're in that that Miami, uh, Milwaukee tier now with this with, with those two? Easily. Easily. Okay. I think okay. so, too, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So. All right. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Tapping now, we got to talk about Anthony's home team. Um, you know, me and Kings rock with Jalen Green because of the Cali connection, always supporting oh, yeah. the, the West Coast. Uh, oh, I was yeah. telling Anthony beforehand, um, the G League Ignite team they were based out of Walnut Creek, so I actually got to see you know a couple workouts and those guys will play a little bit. Um, over the course of that of that year that Jalen was down there, so I'm, I'm always going to support him. He's a, he's a very cool dude, so just um. You know, Rockets are their last in the West right now, but as you told me, it's, it's full teardown mode right now. It's not the record's not going to be a dog br right now. So just in general, Anthony, let us know though, where are you with, with the state of the Rockets right now in general? Well, I mean, right now, again, it's, it's a rebuild, so it's right. tough for a lot of people to really understand. You know, fans don't ever want to experience <laughs> a rebuild, right, right, right. especially a complete teardown where you know you were you know consistently eight straight seasons, fifty plus wins and playoffs every year. You know, um, so right now there, I've always thought a rebuild takes, if you have control of your picks and you're using your picks well, I, th- I think a rebuild is about three years. I think back to OKC and the 2010s when they, you know, when KD, Russ, Harden, 
Um, or even Memphis recently is a fast track where they, you know, they're a lot better now from just where they were two years ago. Um, but <clears throat> they've got some pieces that they've been trying to kind of figure out, you know, what they have. Um, I think you got to figure out if your coach is the right piece. I'm not really sure if, if Silas is a guy who will be there when you're good again. Um, there's really not a lot of, you know, plays being drawn up. It's more so players have the autonomy, independence, freedom to kind of figure it out, which, That's you know, <laughs> yeah, when you got young players and, you know, 19, 20-year-old players, you know, you really, you really, they, they need, someone that can kind of be more on them. Like we're doing this, we're going to run this play, right, not right, right. you figure it out, you know? Um, and I think, you know, as far as Jalen Green, they got some individual pieces. I like Jalen Green. He He's had some, it's unpopular to say this, man, but when you have a 19 year old wing, he's like 180 pounds. He's skinny, soaking wet, you know? Um, he has, has some highs and lows, you know, he, he's had some, you know, some a streak where he, play very efficiently very well and then he hit that wall as a rookie where he didn't the last five games um he's averaged like 18 points a game on uh 51 from the field and 47 from three mm-hmm. uh, the three the three point numbers are impressive because he's still been kind of trying to work on his form you know they've tinkered with his form a lot just trying to find out where he's comfortable um he also has to get a little bit more confident when it comes to taking more shots he's only averaging 12 shots a game um, you know, second overall pick, you know, I want to see him get 20 shots a game. If you shoot, you know, four of 20, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, I'd rather you take the shots and just get more comfortable, you know. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's so athletic that he was trying to dunk on everybody early in the season. And, you know, he was getting mauled at the rim because he's <laughs> just so skinny. The refs aren't calling fouls. So he has had to kind of figure out how to be a little bit more crafty around the rim. Last few games, come before before tonight at least, you know, he was, you know, he's trying to add his layup package, figuring out I'm so accurate back in the air, you know, maybe it's more so a matter of me adding some layup package. I don't got to try to dunk on there, but I can still finish around the rim and get buckets, you know. So I think it's a little bit of that. <clears throat> I also think that he would be a little bit uh, – <clears throat> he's been a little bit better around with having Schroeder <clears throat> than Schroeder has been looking for Jalen Green. You know, uh, to take a bow, Kings. Shorter was Kings, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Half court lob, man. Oh, tonight, yeah. He, he caught a few of them. Um, it was a questionable trade for me because the Rockets really believe in Deshaun Nix in the G League. Um, and obviously, Kevin Porter Jr. is a guy they have playing points. So if you have you know, a vet like Dennis Schroeder, then that's taking minutes away in theory. But their general manager, Raphael Stone, was answering questions. And he said he does not believe that having a shoulder stunts the development of any any of the young guards. You know, it's not, not so much tied to playing time or minutes, per se, to develop. Right. You know, and and one of the benefits of shoulder is that he's looking for Jalen Green. He's on the court. He's actually looking to feed Jalen and get him set up for open opportunities and looks, um, which is different than KPJ. KPJ is not a pure point guard, obviously. Uh, there's not a lot of true pure point guards anyways in general in the league now. But I always thought KPJ is more of a you know player to, you know, get his buckets and create gravity based on him being able to, you know, hit his shots, um, get downhill, and open up opportunities for uh, open teammates, other players. Him just being a pure point guard, pure facilitator, you could tell he was trying to be a, a excuse me, a pass first guard, a little bit of overthinking where he was missing reads or, you know, missing passes like – at one point, he had more turnovers and assists, and it was more so an indictment on 
again, him trying to overthink to learn the point guard position. Right. So what he, he finally realized, like, I can play point guard without having to be a pass first or a pure traditional point guard. I can be my own style. Because, I mean, we're in a positionless era of basketball anyways. If you're labeled a point guard, it doesn't mean you got to be Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Like, the, how many of those – how many Chris Pauls are even in the league nowadays, you know? <laughs> right. Besides him. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah, so, I mean, they, they got stuff to figure out. They like Sangoon um, as, as a future big, and I like Sangoon as well. Um, he has had a tough adjustment from the Turkish League to the NBA. Some players, you know, can make that transition easier than others, like Luca per se, as a rookie. Um, he admitted that early on he couldn't really play more than 20 minutes because the conditioning was a problem for him. You know, he's also gets Betty in the fouls. I mean, that guy is a walking foul. <laughs> you know what I mean? So – and it's pretty clear with Silas that he doesn't necessarily feel comfortable and confident when Sangoon gets three, four fouls. He, you know, he yanks them. He has, you know, it's only going to help Sangoon to learn how to play through fouls if he literally has to do it. If you yank him whenever he gets two, three fouls, he's never really learning how to play when he's in foul trouble. So they got some of that stuff to work through. I was surprised they did not trade Christian Wood at the deadline, Eric Gordon as well. Um, they tried to offer, they, they, they had first round picks on the table for Eric Gordon. Mm. But late, but late first round picks, and they felt like you know uh, the develop, you know the veteran presence that he brings, professionalism standpoint, was worth more than the late first round pick. I, um, I, I understand it a little bit because you could trade him again and try. To, you could try to trade him again in the off season at the deadline. The same picks probably on the table late first round pick. You won't get anything better than that at this point. He's got one more year on his contract guaranteed. The last year after next year is only if he wins the title or if he's an all NBA player, I want to say. I so, remember that deal when he signed it. And everybody was like, wow, why did he sign that? I remember so, that. So Daryl Morey special, man. Daryl right, Morey yeah. was the guy. <laughs> um, Christian Wood, I don't think he's a long term answer. I, I, I don't think they think that either. They try to trade him at the deadline. Um, he's got a year left on his contract, he said he wants a max deal. He's not a max <laughs> player. <laughs> he's not getting that anyway. I mean, you know every point. You know what? I, I remember. I remember. I used to be a big Christian Wood guy, and then somebody told me he was like, "You got to watch him play." And then I watched him <laughs> play, and I was like, "Okay, I get it." The idea of him, <laughs> and when you said to actually watch how he plays and approach the game on both ends, and he could just be because Detroit was bad, Houston's bad. He might just be like in pure mercenary mode right now. So I, I'll give him that, but it's just it's, it's not much conducive to winning at this point for him. But he and some guys are in the league to back chase. So I'm not hating on him, but I'm just. <laughs> Any team that's trying to win is not going to, you know, give him big dollars. So I, I get what you – I get – I understand it. Yeah, I mean, he, the best situation for Christian Wood, in my opinion, is if he's probably the third best player on a true contender. You know, not even the second best player. If he's the third best player on a title team, it's probably the best situation for him. Um, and I don't knock the guy for saying he wants a max deal. Every player should say that, to be honest. They should say that. Doesn't mean he will, doesn't mean he will get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they should at least say that they want to get the bag. <clears throat> he has had some issues on the defensive end, man. He gets, Ooh, guess what? He gets, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I did. Now, I've always thought the simplest way to defend is to switch heavy. Not easy, but simplest way to defend is to just a switch. He gets lost <laughs> on switches, man. He gets lost on them switches. He gets confused, slow to rotate. I mean, it's bad. And he's not a rim protector. Obviously, that's not necessarily his strength. But just not even just that. I mean, on Friday, he went three for 13 from the free throw line. You know, yeah, that's something like, yeah, for a guy who's a stretch big, the, his, his free throw struggles are crazy. It, it, you know, that, that's weird. 
I just yeah, I wanted to uh, yeah I saw that you um you brought up Jalen Green. I remember Kings like he was a big Jalen Green fan, but he said because his body was so frail, he brought up he didn't expect a lot of early success. But he was like when he gets his body right, he uh he loves that you know loves the potential. So Kings, go ahead and talk about you know what you saw. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he brought up a good point about how you know Jalen Green his body prevents him from playing the way he wants. Um, he's definitely somebody who's aggressive, wants to attack and finish over guys. I saw that a lot today against Zubak. Tried many times, but unsuccessfully to try and dunk on Zubak. And I really, it's just really, he's just not strong enough. So Zubak's just bodying him and preventing him from getting uh, the angle in the air needed to finish those dunks. But once he puts on weight, once he gets to 225, all those dunks are going to start going in. So he has the right mentality. He's just not at the level of development. Uh, to finish those plays off, but he has the skill set. Uh, he has the, um, you know, the shooting ability, the ability to create off the bounce. Uh, he can, he's athletic, so he can be, have a flashy layup package, especially because he's a creative type of hooper. Uh, he loves to, uh, you know, to mix things up and, and to keep defenders guessing, but he's young, he's young and he's, and he's small. So he's like, he, he just needs to, you know, develop and get older. Uh, I was impressed with Sangoon's footwork. Uh, obviously, you know, coming from Europe, he's going to have to adjust to the pace of the NBA as well as the um, the rules of the NBA. Uh, you know, him having trouble with fouls doesn't surprise me. It's a more physical game overseas, whereas the NBA, you know, you got to watch how you, you know, play physical on defense. Right. But I love his I love his footwork. I love his intelligence. I think he's going to be a really good big. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I was never enamored really with, push, with Christian Wood, even last year. Um, I just felt like he was an empty numbers guy. Just I, I just have an aversion to stretch bigs who actually can't really shoot and they can't <laughs> actually play center. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you know, like you're just a big I, forward. Yeah, you're a big forward, and like you're not athletic enough to actually guard on the perimeter. Like you know, like someone like Bobby Portis, who's not that good defensively as a rim protector, but is. Act, can actually rebound and box out and play yeah. center. He can actually play center and he actually can shoot. So now that's a real stretch five. Christian Wood isn't that because he's small. You know, he's not that fat. He's like, you know what I mean? He's, if he had defensive of, of capabilities of Thad Young, you know, he's not in trade talks. You know what I'm saying? He's, right. not, in the, he's not in trade talks, but it's like he's lacking defensively. He has flaws in his game offensively. <sighs> Third best guy on the contending team is too much for me. I'll, I'll probably say fourth, maybe even a sixth. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was – his teams are deep now, so I'm with that. Like, this, you, so, yeah. And, um, Anthony, you brought up uh, the part – you glazed over the part about uh, the the coaching. You know, I'm yeah. kind of unsure about Silas, so dip into that a little bit from that side of it. You yep. talked about the players. Talk about – um. You said maybe there's a little bit too much freedom offensively on the team. So go ahead, go into that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not a lot of, there really hasn't been a lot of drawing up plays um, for, you know, for, again, for a young team. I think that's what you need. You need, you actually need a, a veteran presence, a stern, you know, uh, disciplinarian, if you will. Um, a lot of the offense has more so been, you know, guys just to kind of figure it out. The young guys, you know, kind of, you know, willy nilly, um, a lot of autonomy, independence, freedom to for them to just, you know, figure out what works best for them or figure out kind of on the fly. Right. Um, 
there's not a lot of coaching being done or, or as far as offensive plays being drawn up sets. They do a little bit more post this season than they did last year because of Singoon. But aside from that, I mean, again, there's he's not drawing up a lot of plays. Now, last year, he was relying on John Wall a lot. And right. he said that him, him and John Wall were very close. You know, he said that John Wall was kind of a coach on the floor, you know, for him. Uh, and that makes sense because obviously John Wall's a veteran, you know, multi right. time star player, point guard especially. Um, without without those eyes on the floor, you know, it's more so been him allowing the players to figure it out. And it doesn't really work when you have a very young team like this. Right. Uh, and, and so what I, I remember when they were struggling real bad last year, I remember um, Silas helped Carlisle design that flow offense. Yeah that they use in Dallas and it was kind of the same thing, but you know, you got, you know, Luka Doncic is special. Yeah. You got that, you know, veteran players around that, you know, Seth Curry was there when he was there. Um, Porzingis had been in the league. Right, right, right. Uh, So you got that. So you got all young guys, maybe a little less freedom is probably the way to go. But I just wanted to get your touch on. So I remember you said, you said earlier, um, he might be like a bridge guy to the guy you find on his team is, is, is ready to take off. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. I mean, you, when you're you're in a rebuild, I'm, I, I think a rebuild takes about three years uh, in general. This is year two of the right. Rockets' complete teardown. Um, during that time, you have to figure out if you have a coach or if you don't. Um, <laughs> I don't really think that Silas is the long term answer. Uh, also, also to be fair to him, he wasn't brought in to coach this team. Yes, yes, yes. He thought he was going to be coaching, you know, Harden and Russ and those yeah. guys. Um, now he has said that he would have still taken a job even if he knew what would have happened as far as Harden and Russ being gone. And I think you got to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and he also was an assistant for like three decades. So he probably would have taken the job regardless. Um, But I can't imagine that he's really enjoying (laughs) uh, this, this job or really having a lot of fun per se, you know? So personally, I don't think he's going to be the long-term answer. Um, But again, he also really hasn't been – there's not really been a lot of drawing plays up, you know, hey, guys, we're going to run this, do you know, do this. He's not a disciplinarian, a veteran presence. He's still kind of finding his way. He's finding himself as a young head coach, you know, first-time head coach. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. I mean, if he was – to me, if he was coaching the Lakers, a veteran team, then that would probably be a better fit versus a young guys who need you to be on them and say we're doing this, this only – that's not really that's not really his personality. Hey, like like we said in the pre-show, Lakers will be hiring, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the interview line will be open. <laughs> so uh last thing we gotta discuss. Um so once again, uh Yana's getting a little uh shade from, from a former player. Um <laughs> this this all happened in the past. Three weeks. So two weeks ago, T-Mac says Giannis would have struggled in his era. And then two days ago, uh, Charles Oakley says that Giannis will be a bench player in the 90s. Which to- <laughs> um, King's about to get on me because I'll be the main one saying that this generation doesn't respect the old generation, but it's been the complete opposite. But this is just in the last eight. This has been a full calendar year. So that just happened. And then you had uh, Steven Jackson said Middleton was the Bucks' best player. Uh, Perk called him Robin. Um, 
I'm gonna get into that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so just what do y'all think? We'll start with you, Kings. You know, I know you be defending Giannis. Um, what do you think this comes from? Like the lack of like acknowledgement of his of his greatness by just a lot of guys like T Mac was respected, you know what I mean? Oakley was respected, you know what I mean? So like for them to come out and say stuff like that about a guy who's obviously trending towards all-time great status and probably going to have a top 10 resume. Because we think his resume is going to be top 10 when all is said and done. Um, what, like, what do you think is the issue there or like the lack of, you know, acknowledgement? I feel like we deal with this type of situation with every time with the with the next quote-unquote best player in the game. How many of these convos that we have about LeBron when he, when he was playing? You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's just uh, this – you know, they want to, you know, a lot of guys who went to war with some of the best of their era, you know, T-Mac, they went to, he went to war with Kobe, Oakley, they went to war with MJ, right. you know, they play the Hakeems of the world. It's, they played guys with different types of abilities. So when they see somebody who's like physically dominant, um, right, but has some type, some, some found, uh, fundamentals to work on, lacking in some type of skill set in their mind it's like well we play guys who were athletic too but they were the most skilled in the game you know what i mean so it's like there's no way you can hang with us but it's like they take it too far because you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like bro we watched sean camps of the world right yeah use, use the athleticism we watched old boy on the uh on the hornets before he got big okay grandma baby larry johnson use his strength to you know what I mean to 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 be successful for a short time. Like it's possible, you know, it's it's not even possible. Like Giannis, because he's improved his skill set every single every single um year. If you drop this Giannis off in that era, I'm not saying he's gonna have the Uber efficiency numbers, obviously, because it's a more physical game. They're not gonna just let him, you know, run up open space uh layups and dunks. But he's for sure being he's gonna be for sure able to get 25. You right. know, I mean? he's a physical guy. He's yeah. going to for sure get his 25. It'll, just, it'll be on like 49, 50%. Yeah, 40, 45 to 49. Yeah, it'll be on the 45, 49% <laughs> yeah. because, you know, it's a less space error. But he for sure can with enough touches, he for sure get his 25. Like, you're not going to have an, bro, we watched that. It's not enough dudes in the 90s who's going to be able to bang with, right. guys with the whole game. Bro. Like, I'll be mean, like, you know, you know, I rock with that area. I just got to, like, I mean, Jamal McGlure made an all star game. Right. You know like, I mean? like <laughs> that's what like, He had a good year. I'm just saying, like, those type of guys were stuck in the all star game. So it's not like, you know what I mean? If, if you want to talk efficiency going down, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, the numbers are going to look different for sure. But come on, bro. Like, that's, that's not like bench player, really. Like, yeah, right. Like for me, Horace Grant will start in the finals, man. Come on, let's 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 be real. Uh Anthony, what do you we you you closer to my age? So what do you think about what, what some of the OGs are saying? Yeah, I mean, same thing. It's like, you know, <clears throat> you can't convince me that a Giannis, a player like him, would be a he said a bench player come off the bench in the 90s. It's like that's absolutely cap. <laughs> again, the efficiency would definitely, you know, again, efficiency might take a tumble because there's a more physical era. Um, but I also think Giannis is actually built for more of a physical type of, of playing style. I mean, he, he's, you know, he, he added on like 50, 60 pounds of muscle since he entered the league. So, you know, the whole idea that, you know, Giannis would not have been able to even start back in the 90s is wild to me. And I don't know if it's because he's an international player. I know a lot of even, even current players now, I feel like they don't really give Giannis his credit 
definitely the, the OGs don't give him his credit. Maybe that's the reason why, but you know, you're not going to be able to convince me that if you were just to put Giannis on any team, frankly, in the nineties, that he's going to be on the bench. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just a wild thing to even say or think about. Yeah. So that's the, that was, that was the wild part to me. And you know, cause the tweet I put out, I caught some shade from uh, Kendrick Perkins. You know what I mean? Asking, asking him to show, me, show me, show him my credentials, whatever. Um, you you got to pull out the, the the whatever I played part of a conversation. We just talking basketball. It's never that serious, man. It's it's it's, 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 it's never that serious. Shout out Perk. I still follow him. I still watch him. We just had a little tiff, but come on, bro. Let's 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 uh, don't, don't pull that card just because we had a disagreement on 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 a basketball issue, but. It is what it is, man. Um, <laughs> make sure you follow. <laughs> I had to end with that, man. Make sure you follow the homie uh, Anthony Duckett. He's good people. He's following the Rockets. Uh, don't let this nice wedding picture on his profile uh, fool you. <laughs> <laughs> it's He's actually good. not my wedding. Everybody asked if that's my wedding. I actually was at a cousin's wedding. I took oh, that cousin's wedding. I said, you not my, my, my man is holding the chin hairs. Real <laughs> you, 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 you an 80s baby like me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that pose. Um, but again, covers the Houston Rockets. Um, contributor for Apollo Houston. Talk about your podcast too, man. Yeah, so I mean, we we um, we record um, several times a week. Okay. Um, obviously, we do post games, pre games. Um, <clears throat> we're you know, if there's any kind of breaking news, you know, we cover that as well. Um, the the initial Apollo is was is all Houston based. So if there's anything from a baseball okay. team, the Astros or the Texans or the Rockets, uh, we would actually have put much more focus on our Rockets presence on, on that particular site channel. Um, so we actually rebranded that in the last year or so. But but yeah, I mean anything whether it's pregame, postgame, you know, um, we have Rocket Spaces that we do, also hosted by Apollo. Uh, so, yeah, so check us out. Check us out. <clears throat> sure, and it's called Filling Stats, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, no, that's different. That's different. That's a different podcast. I thought you were talking about Apollo. Okay, uh, I'm talking about everything. I've seen, seen a couple things. Let, let us all know, man. Plug it, man. Plug it. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Filling Stats, that, that's something I do with two, two of my dogs, man. On Fridays, we record. We talk about all sports, um, not just Houston sports. I mean, any kind of sports, whether it's NFL, NBA, um, baseball, boxing, you know, that's something that we, we, we discussed literally all sports, any kind of headlines, topics. Okay. 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 Um, that, that's on filling stats. Apollo's what I was referring to from a standpoint of where we cover all things Houston, whether it's the Astros, Texans, Rockets, whatever have you. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, that I, I kind of, I kind of cover. I used to actually blog for the last three years. I was blogging for the Rockets as well on the fan sided channel. Um, the last four months, I actually kind of stopped. Um, just because you know several reasons, but I do start. I, I, I do blog. It's kind of how how I started in all of this. Um, I kind of learned a lot of lessons <laughs> through all of this <laughs> when it comes to blogging, and you know, a lot of times, you know, it's based on whatever gets the most clicks. I don't right, really like right, the yep, whole, yep, you yep. know, having to have a controversial take or a hot take to get clicks. That's actually kind of why I walked away from it. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been covering, I've been following the Rockets really ever since '99. Um, I've been covering them ever since '19 uh, officially. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like I know a lot, probably too much about the Rockets. <laughs> um, right now is a tough time for a lot of people because again, a teardown is no fun, rebuilding is not fun. But 
Um, for me, it is because, you know, I like to be able to track the development, growth, and progression of the young guys. Yeah, that's dope. Um, that's see, dope. See what you have. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. You make sure you follow at Kings, bro, as well. Myself, JJ Mabel 55 underscore MST. Uh, follow, subscribe to the pod. Um, when the Rockets turn around, we're going to have Ant back on. We got to let him have his victory lap, man, when they get it around. <laughs> we definitely, this definitely going to be a one-time thing. And you brought it, man. We appreciate you for tapping in. We know it's late out there, 1230 out there where you at. Um, we appreciate you, man. And uh, we are out of here. Right, peace, y'all. Appreciate it, fellas.